What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. It's good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. We are back. We are back. If you are a Bucks fan in quarantine for the last five months, and you've been thinking what I really need in quarantine right now is just a couple of Old dudes talking about Bucks football. Listen, you're in quarantine so much that the Salty Dogs is a highlight right now. <laughs> I mean, I am so excited. If, if Yeah, that's what we are. We're the Salty Dogs. I'm Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And, uh, you know, I've actually been looking for new podcasts because I've listened to so many. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to do when you're doing stuff around the house. It's the biggest thing going right now. And everybody's doing stuff around the house right now. And it's not, I mean, we're going to do this podcast. And the hardest part is, what the hell are we going to talk about? Because it's been quarantine <laughs> well, time. Nothing's really going on. Well, stuff you know? <laughs> is starting up. No, I think this is a good time to do it. That's why we haven't really done it till now. We haven't even got the. T- we haven't even done one of these when when Tom Brady came. Here. I know. I, I mean, know. I, I'm excited. Today was that's, f- that's the golden goose right there, right? If we get Tom Brady on this thing. Someday. Wow. It's uh, going to take a lot. I, I was just excited today because I got to actually see Tom yeah, Brady on the field. I know. That is fun. That was very exciting. Let's set the scene here. Okay. We're, we're not in our usual <coughs> plush. Oh, oh, I've, oh, already off to a bad start. Wow. Two things. One, it's COVID-19 and he coughed. <laughs> Two, he didn't hit his cough button. I know. I, I already off to a bad start with his I, cough button, which takes on new meaning these yes. days. Uh, so you push it when you're going to cough. Yes. Okay, got it. Hopefully, yeah. I won't be needing that. Yeah, I just got my fourth negative test back, Jeff. So. You're good. I have not been tested. Uh, I am in a different tier than you are, no. and so, but I have been living in a cocoon. Right. Um, literally, I have. I don't uh, think it's literal. Yes, it don't is. Say so you've been living inside a. I am going to be a butterfly, you, my friend. You I'm wove out to, of your I own. I am going to be a butterfly. Just wait and see. Yes. You've you've been inside a chrysalis. <laughs> Wow, that's Don't very use good. the word literally. Uh, not with you, anyways. So we are not in our normal plush studio. Nope. We are uh, in a conference room upstairs. Mm-hmm. We are at one, uh, the Advent Health Training Center. Yeah, we, this is called the second floor conference room. Uh, it has a nice view. Yep. And we can see the Moment of Victory statue down there in the lobby. Yep. But the key thing here is it has like an 18-foot conference table. table right. And we are sitting at far ends yes, from each other. Yes, we are. We're, you are all the way down there. I am The only way, f- the only way we hear each other is because we have microphones I on. feel like I'm at a deposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are the lawyers? Yeah. Well, just wait. When, <laughs> are we needing to split assets yeah, from the salty yeah, dogs when, here, Joe? Yeah. Well, when they when when he, when he walks by, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be going, "What are you doing in here?" Yeah. You know? Well, it says maximum capacity of six. Yeah. There's only two of us. So we're and right. and this is my only second time here at the Advent Health Training Center. Since I've been back for about two weeks. Yeah. Since March 13th, I came in um, Friday to actually find the equipment okay. to do salty dogs. So you know what I have not done since March 13th, which is the day we all went home. What? I have not worn a pair of pants. I have worn long pants two times. For what? Did you go to a, a wedding yeah, or something? Just, I had to. I had to wear long pants, and it was very, very weird. Yeah, I've yes. literally not put on jeans or long pants Mm-mm. since March 13th. I know, which and, is partially because we're in Florida, of course. Yeah, I think it's going to be the new norm. Actually, I th- it's the new norm here at work, which mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about. I'm telling you that right now. I, you know, I'm. I, listen. Um, Looking at Buccaneers.com and the Buccaneers app, uh, and it's not just because I work here, um, following the team off of it has really been solid during this time. And a lot of hard, a lot of hard work has gone in for a lot of people. And uh, it's pretty incredible with all the limitations that are put upon us, and people don't understand how many limitations you have and what the limitations I'm having on access and where we can go. It's been pretty, pretty solid. Um, yeah. And let's um, let's make clear that you saying limitations is we are not complaining. No, no. Uh, there's a lot of sacrifices that everybody has to make mm-hmm. in everybody's job. And in our case, it, it 
it, it does – it's not a good thing um, that we don't get direct access to players and right. coaches, but – you got to do what you got to do, oh, and yes. the point is to keep football going. So mm-hmm. whatever they want to put in place to safeguard the players and, is fine by me. Yeah, and what I mean by limitations, it sh- it has shown the creativity of all individuals. Yeah, there's in a lot the of creative people there. Yeah, and so in in that no, I'm not. Listen, I'm I'm all about not getting it. Well, yeah, yeah but no. I mean, and from a personal standpoint, obviously we all don't want to get COVID, right. but. From the standpoint of the Bucks and the NFL, the only way this is going to work mm-hmm. is if people are careful and they do everything they can to isolate the players as much as possible. Yeah, and, and, and as Bruce said, they're not going to get it here. No, no, and and I'm going to say this, and I, and you know, I text you about this. Um, you did a couple of things. You did a uh, the championship game with Rondé Garber. That Garver. was fun. Yeah, it was really really good, man. I. I you know, I can find it on YouTube, right? Yeah, I lived it and uh, brought chills. I, it, it was so much fun, and um, you know, but I will say the next game you did was the St. Louis Monday night game with work done. Yeah, the best regular season game in team history. And I, I, I watched it. Uh, it came out at four o'clock on a, on a Sunday, and yeah. I, I, I was on it at five, and. Um, I texted you and I and I and I said, "Great job with Warwick Dunn. He's a very quiet he is guy, quiet, yeah. and you really got him to come out of his shell. Well, the fact you. the fact that the little guy even said he's the little guy and he leaped yeah. for the touchdown. That was my favorite part of that whole thing. He he told me I, we were we were doing a play earlier, and uh, he one of the because he had a phenomenal game, but mm-hmm. one of the few times he got a handoff and got nailed in the backfield, and it, I said to play him like it looks like you were just about to jump there." Before that guy hit you in the legs, he goes, no, I never jumped. I never wanted mm-hmm. to jump. I'm like, my power's on my legs. I'm a small guy. If I jump and they hit me in the air, I'm going backwards. He's like, I want to stay close to the ground because I have good balance and I have strong legs, and that's how that was where all my strength came from. So, But at the end of the game, when he takes that handoff, and it's I think it's third down, it might have been second down. Mm-hmm. I knew we threw the ball to Dave Moore on the first And down. he dropped it. And well, no, he, no, no, no. That, was, the, that was the end zone. That one? was the one where the it, it was were. thrown a little bit off target because there was a guy cutting across. But in any case, the Dennis Miller, who had one season, I yeah. believe, on Monday Night Football, hated it. was going nuts off of why we would throw the ball to Dave Moore. I thought it was a good play. It was just a defender got in the way. But anyway, the point is, Warwick Dunn takes the hand, actually took a pitch, so he gets the ball like seven yards deep in the backfield, goes left, finds a seam. And then all of a sudden, from like the three and a half yard line, he takes off, and he never jumps. Mm-mm. But instincts took over, and he's like, "There's only one way the end zone because there's a guy right in front of me." And there ended up being two more after that, and he jumped over all three of them and landed on his head it, in the end zone. Yeah, I thought he had great insight as as you know, you warmed him up and you got him going. Oh, and yeah. uh, my Look, one of my work done st- stories is I, I can't remember what year it was. He like maybe his first or second year. And we had a game in New Orleans, and it didn't go well. And he happened to be on our bus when I walked up. And, and as I went by him, I said, um, you, you did, you had a good, he had a really good game, but we didn't win. And I said, uh, hey, you had a good game. And he goes, I'm going to be trying. He goes, I will have a better game next week. You wait and see. And that's all he said. But he said it in his really mild-mannered voice. And two things struck me. One that he felt like he needed to improve his game. But the other thing is he actually talked because he does not talk <laughs> or he didn't when he first started, yeah. but good stuff. I mean, if Thank you haven't you. seen it, yeah. got to see it. It's good stuff. Find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So speaking of running backs, we might as well get to some, we yeah. do have news. We are back in the building. The mm-hmm. players are here. Uh, roster moves are starting to happen. That was a weird off season for me, Jeff, because from like May 19th until like a week ago, no roster moves. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm always writing the roster move stories and updating the roster and all that, and I like that part of the job. Right. No roster moves all the time because usually you're on the practice field. You're seeing, eh, that guy's not as good as we thought. This other undrafted rookie might be better. You have roster moves every couple days. Nothing for, like, two months. It was Two and a half months was really weird. <laughs> but anyway, our current roster move, which just happened, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday, the second yep. day of the Bucks. This is actually called training camp right now. Yes. So it's actually – the second day of training camp, but they're really just doing like phase one stuff from the offseason. Unlike any training camp that I've yeah. seen 29 before. Yeah. Unlike anything. There's not, there's nothing, there's no precedence for this. But early in the morning, before they went out of practice at 7.30 in the morning, LaShawn McCoy, obviously that had been uh, reported 
for days, but it didn't officially happen till the day. He had to get mm-hmm. the obviously he had to get the COVID test to be in the building, and he had to get the physical. All that's taken care of. Lashawn McCoy is a Buccaneer. Lashawn McCoy, I was actually a little surprised when I looked this up. He leads the league in yards from scrimmage since 2009 when he was drafted. I wow. did not know that. I didn't know that either. He's got borderline Hall of Fame numbers. Now, I know that doesn't matter. It matters is he good right now, and we'll find out. But well, if he if if he's on this team and this team does whatever, you know, the unthinkable and he wins another Super Bowl, then that helps the Hall of Fame. That helps his Hall of Fame. He was on the Super Bowl winning team last year. Mm-hmm. But they didn't play him in in the in the postseason. But and it was his lowest output season in a while, but he still averaged 4.6 yards per carry. He still caught like 29 passes. If he makes the team, I I like it. It's good depth. That doesn't mean I don't like Ronald Jones mm. and Keyshawn Vaughn. I agree. Um, I don't think you necessarily sign LaShawn McCoy and make him the starter. I think he has, he has to beat out Ronald Jones, which I'm not sure what happened as a primary ball carrier. Mm. But it's nice depth. If you had a – crappy offense and you were hoping LaShawn McCoy was going to come in here and, and save it that would you would be deluding yourself mm-hmm. but when you have this absolutely loaded offense that the Bucks already have hey why not oh, yeah why it's, not it's worth a try yeah. and it may be that little bit you know I mean the question is how much he's got left what's he 32 yeah I think that's right okay so he just yesterday was right. his birthday same oh, as Tom Brady oh okay there you go birthday. well there's there's something he can connect with Tom Brady's 43 I know and about to do something. Can't believe he's in it like three years younger than I am. I'm shocked <laughs> by this. Gosh, it's crazy. Absolutely, he's, crazy. he's a salty dog. He, he is a, actually oh, no. He's no. in too good a shape to be a salty dog. No, he. Um, no, his demeanor could be a salty dog, but he's actually. I've heard, you know, when um, it's it. Well, you know, when you hear about players before they come to your team. Yes, and then when they come a to good you, topic. The, the perception's always different. I think I've talked about this before. And me too. And Darrell Rivas was one of those guys that was totally different. Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. And both Chris those, Sims. All those guys were super guys. I, I enjoyed being with them when working out, uh, doing different things with them was awesome. Um, I have not met Tom Brady. I have not. I can't. No. We're not allowed to. No. But I'm just saying, you know, so – but I know people who have worked around him, and um, they were saying that uh, he's a really pretty cool dude, and he's very professional, very courteous, very you know, respectful yeah, of what people too. need to do. He's been involved in some photo shoots for That's us what I was talking that they're going to use mm-hmm. to, um, to you know, various assets, and, and apparently just all business, very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see a guy being, in his case, it'd be hard to blame him if he was a prima donna. Yeah, no. That's not what I heard. Yeah, yeah. So that's solid. Also on the practice field yesterday, so basically what the Bucks are doing right now and all teams are doing is it's it's almost two weeks of strength and conditioning before they actually do a padded practice. Which is very smart. It's basically the entire offseason compressed into two weeks. So this is kind of phase one stuff um, mm-hmm. that they would have done in like April and maybe a little bit of May. And then they'll go on to phase two, and then they'll go on to OTAs. Right. But there's only like two of them instead of 12. Yeah. So things that were going to last three weeks or four weeks are lasting like two days each. Uh, it's just a accelerated, compressed offseason leading up to actual padded practices, which will be on August 17th. And that is, what, 14, 27 days before the first game mm-hmm. is the first time you have any real practice with your which everybody's the same it's all the same for all teams i think but crazy no yeah but i i think it's very very smart because i think they learned from when the lockout happened and 2011 they, and they brought everybody back in real quick and you saw a lot of injuries and you did you know you just it wasn't the same okay and so i i think it's very very smart the way they're doing it the way they're trying to um acclimate everybody back into football shape they have to yeah because football shape's different than it's really shape. like old-timey like 1970s football when the players Which had other jobs, jobs. during the yeah, offseason and they sure. there was no offseason program and you got here for the start of training camp and the first part of what you were doing was getting into shape yeah well you also did six preseason games yeah too. the <laughs> training camp was like extremely long you know you only played 12 to 14 well let's see can uh, you believe they used to play six preseason yeah games? well they used to only play 12 games no 14 since no, 12? since the bucks have been in the league yeah that was the first year they went to 14 i don't think that's true google i meant to bring my media guy in here Google. You're saying the 1976 was the first year they had 14 games. I want to say, yeah. How much you want to put on that? 
uh, I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Okay. You know, yeah. it's kind of so like they, they, it's kind of like they weren't in the NFC. You want to bet nothing is, they, is what they, I'm hearing here. Well, I I just telling you. Yeah, you know, I'm just about to tell you. Okay, go that for there's it. There's no way that's true. This is good. This is good audio right now. Right. Me on my phone. Well, the, I, it was it was sometime in the seventies. I'm just trying to remember. Okay. There's a big difference between sometime in the seventies. Well, are we, is okay. This, are we going to do this again this year, Jeff? It's like are you going to throw out it's this like, information all year, and I'm going to have to listen. It's like guessing your weight. I'm ten pounds Don't guess within, my weight. so I'm five pounds. Huh? I'm five. <laughs> I'm five years on either side. So I said seventy four was the first year they went to fourteen. Okay. Or that you I said seventy six. Seventy six. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What, but mine might have been seventy four. I'm not getting. But, but go with it, go with it. All right. Well, I, my, that's all right. My, my Google's not working real well right now. That, I, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, but um, that's and fine. prove you wrong. Yes. What else listen, have we seen? Listen, <laughs> I haven't seen you since March thirteenth. So come on, give me a break. You've texted me a lot. Yes, I did. Oh, we have communicated a great deal. We've talked about doing a salty dog, but we just never really managed did, to get well, it together. Well, we did have a guest that agreed to do. By the way. To explain, we're doing our first one without a guest just to get the season started, but we do intend to keep to go back to having guests every week. Right. This is just our kickoff episode. We're, we're not even going to do segments. We're going to roll straight through. Uh, I do have questions. My, inbo- my inbox, the Salty Dog inbox, had been filling up a little bit, so we do have some questions, so we'll get to that at the end like always. But otherwise, we're just going to go straight through. Okay. Oh, did you find it? Uh, 1961, they went to 14 games. Okay, you're, so you're only up by 15 years. When do you think they went to 16 games? I know exactly when they went to when? 1978. Very good. Duh. I got confused. The Bucks went 0 and 14 in 1976. They went 2 and 12 in 1977. Mm-hmm. I think they went 5 and 11 in 78. Mm-hmm. Maybe 79. They went from worst to first. 10 and 6. Yep. 80 was 80. They went back down. 81 and 82. They made the playoffs. Yep. So 82 was a strike short year. season where yep. they only went five and four. Had yep. to win the last three games. Damn, I I just got so confused. All right. Well, you know, we talked about that age thing. Right. You you know, know maybe you're underestimating by five years. Right. Um. Okay. I wouldn't even made the weight thing on that one either. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so continue. So um. Do, do you remember when they instituted the forward pass in the NFL? Was that like 1984, Jeff? When they started throwing forward wow. passes. Okay, moving on. You know, there's one thing I learned about you being uh, in quarantine. You're still an ass. <laughs> Sar- Continue. Sarcasm is my yes, favorite yeah, tool. it is. You're very good at it. Um, okay, so we have been able to watch them on the field the last two days, and it's not thrilling because it's mostly strength and conditioning work, although Tom Brady and the other quarterbacks are throwing routes to the receivers. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Tom Brady is um, what I've noticed, at least yesterday, very upbeat and very vocal with the guys. Nice, nice route, Mike. Nice route, Juice. Nice, nice catch. Yeah, I saw. I did see Rob Gronkowski run. They, all the Titans were running that route to the back of the end zone. You know, back line. They they throw it in the back line of the end zone, and and Tom Brady threw it to Gronk, and he threw it like fifteen feet in the air. I mean, it, it was clear that Brady knew it's Gronk. I'll throw it really, really high. He can get up there, but no defender is going to get it. And and Gronk is six foot six, and he like full extension leap. I was like, okay, that's that's new. That's something we got now. Mm-hmm. And not that OJ and Cam aren't good at that too. It's just different. Gronk's huge, and he can get up, mm-hmm. and it was cool. Uh, another thing I noticed: um, some guys are a lot bigger. Have you seen Jordan Whitehead's arms? Mm-mm. That guy is yoked. I, I don't. Th- I think he just did biceps all, all spring and summer. That guy is absolutely yoked up. He he looks like those DK Metcalf pictures really? from last year. That's his, funny. His arms are Im- incredible. I mean, well, I guess he wasn't just sitting around. Sean Murphy Bunting looks a lot bigger. In my mind, I thought of him as kind of a slight—not slight, but by NFL yeah. standards. In my head, I'm picturing him as sort of a slender, but not at all. Did if he, I, I could have been wrong about that, but he's not slender. He's he's bulked he's bulked up in the upper body. Yes, he looks yep. a lot bigger, okay. and I think he's, that's correct. I think the line is chiseled now. Chiseled, and uh, Rojo's bigger. Oh, nice. Rojo's put on nice. weight. They're all they all look fantastic. I mean, I guess that's one thing you could do all during this quarantine time is you can work out, you can lift weights. Well, and that a lot of the players that that we've talked to during this this period of time were basically saying that it's their job to to continue to stay in shape and to, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, that's true. Stay healthy. So you got to give props and to that. We got a lot of young guys um, that obviously want it really badly, especially on defense. They felt like they came together at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and now they now they can look ahead and go, we've got a nice core here. Um, we we need to make it happen. I think we got a lot of young guys. And Bruce always says that we have a lot of young guys on defense, but they're mature. And I yeah, think that's true. Like I would agree. Sean and Carlton Davis, and mm-hmm. I like their approach to the game. Jamel Dean. Devin White just, Devin. Devin just loves football, clearly. I mean, uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's driven to be the best. He's that guy that if you lived up north and you had a seven, eight, ten inches of snow, he's still the guy that wants to go out and throw the ball around, you know? Probably try to run through it. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good workout. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Jeff? I'm just happy to be here, to be honest with you. It's just been a, um, you know, an interesting offseason. Um, I... I as excited as I am, I'm just like, damn, you know, it's buck luck. Why, you know, know. here, here, here is these great moves, these all in uh, ownership, uh, putting all the chips on the table, um, making some very, very hard decisions during the off season that are going to affect this franchise. Um, Jason, um, looking at the fact that. Uh, he has these relationships to be able to bring BA in. He has a relationship to, to I don't mean how, how strong it was, but Tom Brady knew who he was. And I think that played a big part in yeah. coming down and the, uh, just all those moves to make it happen. And then you get Tom Brady in. And all of us thought, what a pipe dream if Gronk would come back. That would be like, you know, so cool. And you're just talking about it. But, and then it happens. And you go, are you kidding me? No way. And then you find out that he's in great shape. Having a year off really has helped his body. Yeah, he needed it. He needed it. And um, I always remember Brad Johnson saying that, uh, remember Brad when John Gruden, um, uh, well, he basically benched him. You know, Brad's arm 2000, was... 2004. Yeah, his arm wasn't as strong as it was. Yeah. As mad as Brad was about that, he told me that it was the best thing that ever happened. It it gave longevity to his career. Okay. Because that time off let his arm heal and his whole body heal. And he went and, and he was back Dallas. up. He played in Dallas. He moved around, but he was still... He played for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, okay, so 2002, obviously, he was the Super Bowl winning right. quarterback, had great playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 2003 actually was his most prolific passing season for the Bucks. He threw a lot for a lot of yards. Right. Think, in fact, I think it was a Buck record until more recently with mm-hmm. Josh Freeman and then Jameis Winston. But And then in 2004, he started out as a starter, but we had Chris Sims, who we had drafted in 03, I think. And, um, yeah, I think it was maybe the third or fourth game we went to New Orleans, and he got benched, and they put in Chris Sims. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Sims got hurt within, like, one quarter. Right. So that didn't last very long. Uh, so I didn't know that part about how he credited that. Yeah, we and, and it's funny how you have those. And, and this one, I know I'm right. I mean, it's not yeah, like I think it, you're, yeah, I get, yeah, I'm not disputing you on this one. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll take a fact that I'll kind of yeah. think about it. But, no, on this one, these, these are actual conversations that I remember, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Brad the Bull Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, Buccaneer great. Yeah. So I think that. Um, that just these pieces and, and, and listen, this was a good football team last year. It just didn't come all together. Yeah. And, and I think that, well, the defense wasn't really great in the first half. Correct. And then when the defense got great, the offense was still prolific, but there were just too many turnovers. Right. And when there weren't too many turnovers, we were winning games. And then when the turnovers came back at the end, we were losing games. Right. So you look at all of that. Those are some really, you know, if it's easy when you sit back and say, oh, you need to get this guy, you need to do. The, the fact of actually doing it and pulling it off and making it work, and um, it, it's very, very exciting. And I think these are pieces. It's kind of. It's kind of like when we got Simeon Rice. It was an extra piece. Final needed. piece. Yeah, puzzle. it was like, and and, and that's he, what Monty he, Kiffin told Simeon when he was recruiting him. Mm-hmm. He that, told him he was the final piece to the defensive and puzzle. Boy, and he, he was, was right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not. It's it's just like you you were you were talking about Lashawn. Is that? Uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is, this is a good football team. There's a lot of good moving parts right now, and 
a year ago was that obvious. Yes. It was obvious at, before last season? I don't think so because you didn't mm-hmm. know what you had in Shaq. Nope. Uh, you, you knew JPP was out for six weeks at right. least. You didn't know if any of this D, any of these DBs were going to come around. Didn't know if Indomitian Sue was going to be. You didn't know what he was going to do. Right. Everything worked, and then and as you've been talking about already here, uh, the offseason went so well in not only getting Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, but keeping almost all that on, including all the starters on defense intact. Which mm-hmm. now, as we found out, is even more important because we all think the teams with continuity are going to have an edge. You know, and you haven't even thrown out. Our wide receivers. Well, we yeah, already knew they were good. Yeah, yeah. So so now you have those guys. You know, bringing Tom Brady in, I always, I remember remember when we went up to New England and did uh, training camp with yeah, the Patriots? Yeah, 2013. Tim Tebow was there. Yeah. He was the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Yes, yes. But Sorry, Gator fans. But Tom Brady was there, too. Tim Tebow couldn't throw the ball 10 yards no, over there. No, no. Um, but watching the New England Patriots run their practice and the way I would look over and watch us run our practice. That was a Shiano year. Yeah. It was like <laughs> professional football. I'm sure our toes were on the line, though, Joe. Yeah. It was between um, probably a Division three oh, look. Compared, You're saying it, not me. No, I'm just saying is that it was such a contrast. And I'm sure if you put any team – the way they were practicing, uh-huh. it just, it just, things just seem to be very crisp, very. This is the way it should be. Yeah, this is how it should be. This is the way it should go, and um, I remember thinking, "Dang, look, look at Tom Brady. Look how crispy he is. Look how he's got everybody going." You know, and you, you saw whether you loved him or hated him, whatever. You have to respect the fact that he, he understands his craft. Oh, for sure. So now he comes here, and what's the first thing you're hearing all about? Is he's telling. Telling guys, hey, maybe you should do this. This is yeah. what you know. Yeah, we heard some stuff. To, yeah, today. we can't get we into can't it. Get but, into the details, yeah. but it was impressive. In terms well, of you could kind of just say, well, detail. well, I guess you really can't because it is kind of. It was his attention to detail was the yes. gist of the story. Yes, yes. Um, it was a great. It, it, and but but as a if you're a Buck fan, you, I mean, this is stuff you got to get really excited about because it's the little details, the little. Dave Moore shot me a text the other uh, over the weekend. And he was talking about uh, uh, looking at, at our website, and Tom Brady was uh, um, talking to one of the players. And um, Dave goes, it was interesting to watch. Brady. I like the way you're doing your Oh, yeah. With, with, my, yeah. <laughs> with my thumb. You can't just tell me what he said. You're yeah, like, I did. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. It was interesting yeah, to watch. It, yeah, it he's was texting down there, phantom texting. Yes, and so he, he shot me a text, and he said, "He said, have you seen practice?" And I said, "No, not yet." And I said, "They're getting the vets are coming in, getting physicals." And he goes, "But I saw a video." And I go, "That's because Tom Brady can come in." He goes, "Is Brady a rookie? Come on!" And I go, "No, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks right. came in, right?" Yeah, and then he comes, and he goes back. He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's right." And then he said, um, "Watch the video. It's very cool uh, how Tom Brady is so into detail." Oh. Um, which is Dave's very into detail too on on studying film things of that nature. That was his next thing. He wants he, you know needs to start coming to look at stuff. But um, I think that's for Buck fans. You have all this excitement, and then we're like in this holding pattern. Yeah, but we're just crossing our fingers it's going to work out. Yeah, I w- were you disappointed the preseason was canceled? I think they should have played one game. Yeah, I think one tune up. Shaq Barrett said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He would like to play one one game. I think one tune up to get your legs underneath. Like the third week, the third yeah, week play the game, third, third week game, game, yeah, and then, um, and then have mm-hmm. two weeks off before the regular. But mm-hmm. but I mean, again, as I said before, oh, no. I'm not really complaining. They're doing what they got to do, and the NFL and the NFLPA came to an agreement. Um, so, um, but yeah, if it were me and I was running the whole thing, I think I would have wanted one game. Yeah, I don't like preseason games. Let no. Me be clear. I like the, the first third. Qu- the third one's the best one. Yeah, I like the first quarter of a. Well, the third <laughs> one, I like the first half. Yeah, because exactly. then you get you get an idea what your team's going to be. But it, uh, it it looks to be to be clear the the people that this is hurting the most are the rookies, mm-hmm. especially the undrafted rookies. A couple undrafted rookies make it almost every single year. I'm not sure how those guys are going to be able to impress quickly enough. But let me give you the flip side of this. Okay, and we're gonna one of the questions is about this, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but. 53-man roster, 
Um, it is 53. It's not 55. You can just expand to 55 on game days by bringing up two guys from the practice squad. But just start there. 53-man roster, 16-man practice squad, and probably a couple guys that end up on lists, like injured reserve, COVID, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You're starting – as of August 17th or 16th, we have to be down to 80 players. I think we're at about 83 right now. You're starting with 80, and I just named 69 spots, and then probably a couple guys on the list. Most of the guys that are here are going to be around in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So I know these young guys aren't getting the opportunity they, they got, but there's going to be a bigger opportunity for them to stick around in the regular season. You're, or are you saying that you pretty much eliminated just the tackling dummies that were coming in <laughs> that they need people that they needed to have reps on yeah. and stuff like? Well, every now and then you get a, a diamond in the rough. So you know, there's well, there's going to be 16 guys on the practice squad, and mm-hmm. some of those guys are going to be rookies and undrafted rookies. Mm-hmm. And if the season goes away, a lot of people expect we're going to need those guys at some point or another. I would, I would, I'm going to stop talking about it because that's an answer to a question coming later. Yeah, but. Uh, so it's two sides of this coin. One, I don't think there's enough of an opportunity for players, the, the rookies, as the, especially the undrafted guys, as there usually is. But on the other hand, there's probably going to be more spots overall available for those guys to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, uh, but, you know, with all this being said about how exciting it is, you still got to play the games. You know, you still got to do whatever. But I really, I, I really enjoyed – I. The off season was not the off season I wanted it to be because of COVID. However, it was pretty damn good to be a Buccaneer fan. Yeah, yeah. You know? That was so. A, so one one question I wanted to throw at you before we uh, mm-hmm. move on to fan questions. Sure. I felt like Tom Cruise there in the in this in the A Few Good Men. Do you remember the scene that Court Scanty in? It was like, I got one more question before I bring in Airman Cecil O'Malley. <laughs> The fact that you recite movie lines. Oh, I can do almost that entire scene if I'm watching it. It's hard yeah. to do off the top. Is that of where he said you can't handle the truth? No. Yeah, that, that yeah. was. One, but that's only that's the most famous. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, about, is this where it comes? Is this this it, whole long court okay. scene at the end? I do now that you say it. Yes. I want the truth. You can't handle yep. the truth. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. Mm. Wow. Uh, don't call me son. I'm a lawyer and officer in the United States Navy, and you're under arrest. You son of a can't say the last word. You can say bitch. Well, you can. I'm not. I choose not to. This is a family show. Do you know one? When I first started, when I first got into radio, Elton John had a song called "The Bitches Back." Yeah. Okay. Remember that song? Yeah. We were instructed. We were not allowed to say. <laughs> we were allowed to. This is so true. We were allowed to play the song, but we were not allowed to announce the title okay. of the All song. Right. So, John. Elton John could yeah. could sing. He the could sing the bitches back. The bitch, bitch, bitch is back. Yes, he could sing that song. But boy, you're really throwing the word around there. Well, it's a song. We're gonna lose some. We're gonna lose some listeners, Jeff. It's a female who, dog. Who Continue. don't who don't like your it's language? Fem- it's a female. Your colorful dog. language, and we're gonna lose listeners because I ripped Come on, on Tim. You're, I ripped you're, on Tim Tebow. You're you're a, you're a walking dictionary. It's a female dog. Continue. But, uh, but I do think we're gonna lose listeners because I ripped on Tim Tebow. I, well, I, there's no question about that. Sell. You you. Jeez. I don't dislike the guy. Maybe he just wasn't a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently so, because he's not hadn't been in the league for yeah. a long time. But he's that's a whole a other story. Player. But he's a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to throw this question at you All before right. I bring in Airman O'Malley and Airman Cecil or whatever. All right. right. Um, they're going to testify to if there were tower logs from a flight from Guantanamo Bay. That's not the question. I'm just, once again. <laughs> yeah, you lost me for a second. I was... If, Okay, so then he says to um, to uh, Jack Nicholson's character. Okay, he goes. Uh, if if you one more question, if you ordered him not to be touched, and your orders are always followed, then why was he in any danger? And then Jack Nicholson gets a little flustered and goes. Sometimes men takes matters into their own. No, sir, you just said nobody takes matters into their own hands. Blah 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 blah. You don't remember any of this? Yes. Okay. The fact that you're doing it, I'm <laughs> spellbound. <laughs> the only thing you're missing is you need to work on the voices. Well, I, continue. I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little upset. That, is it Jessup, Colonel Jessup? 
You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, I it, can't remember when they went from 12 to 14 games, so leave me alone. <laughs> 1961, we now know. <laughs> well, that was 1961, 1976. <laughs> Who knew? Um, Had a six in it. My question for you is, which I've taken a long time to get around to. Okay, this better be good, well, man, because you, you have not landed the plane. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, the tower logs don't prove that. That's true. Uh, you talked about how great the offseason was. I think this roster is absolutely loaded at most positions. But what concerns you? Because we can't sit here for an hour and and have all okay what brightness can, and, and what, joy. What, what concerns me is the offensive line. Okay, the starters. Yeah, because of um that's not where I thought you were going to go with this. No, I I No, I, I want to hear it. Well, I'm concerned because uh health reasons. Oh. You got to stay healthy. Yeah, because so the problem is depth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm concerned, I'm concerned there. Um I'm not concerned about the running backs, not concerned no. about the tight ends. Receiver. Uh receivers are fine. Quarterback. Got a good quarterback. Yeah. So we got two other guys that know yep. the system. Yep. So you got that. Um, maybe the DBs. I thought they played really, really well, but you know we have to see how they how they come about. Okay. Um, well, you didn't. You did all that. I, I agree. Kick, with the kicking game. Uh, okay, that's uh, fair. You know, maybe. Uh, Do we have the Matt Gay of the first thirteen weeks? Yes. Or right. Because at, after thirteen weeks, he was something like seventh in the league in, mm-hmm. in um, field goal percentage, and then he just right. slumped right down the end, right. especially the last game. Right. If you have the Matt Gay from the first thirteen games, I think you've got your kicker for a long time. Yeah. I yeah. Well, you did all that, and I think you make a good point about the offensive line, uh, especially on the interior line. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is no experience depth behind those guys. Uh, Ali Marpet and Ryan Jitson both had really good years last year. Um, I think the coaches were very happy with Alex Kappa's development. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very got, much so. He's got room to make another step forward. Upside. Um, but pretty much all the depth behind them is former undrafted rookies. Some of them are rookies. Some guys like Zach Bailey were undrafted rookies last year. That's where it's going to have to come from. And that's a concern, particularly because, you know, we have to bring up COVID from time to time. Mm-hmm. No, that's The that's, concern is that if something happens and takes out multiple guys at the same position, that's where you're worried. Well, yeah. If you – okay, here's a, here's a, here's, here's what's a perfect example. You're the Philadelphia Eagles. You're in the regular season. Your head coach tests positive. So now you don't have your head coach. I think that's less of a problem than three fifths of your offensive line being. Well, that, but but if he's exposed to everybody, then you have to quarantine yeah, everybody. That's I mean, right now it happened. Well, they just test, though. Yeah, but right. Well, I I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know. What don't the, know. I don't know what the ruling is. I think I thought it was that if you were well, I guess. I guess you would test the day well, the of the game. The good news is everybody's wearing chip tracers, so they can they mm-hmm. can figure out who's in contact with who, but. Um, everybody's wearing a mask the entire time they're in the building other than on the practice field. Yeah, and that's something that we didn't talk about real quick is that to come into this building, it is, it's an it's ordeal. A, it's, it's a real thing. It's pretty and cool. And then once you're in here, there's only certain places you can go. Mm-hmm. There's only certain directions you can walk in hallways because they're trying to limit contact and keep people away from each other. You have to answer a questionnaire before you even get yeah. in the door. Then you, you get, get checked in. Temperature check. Temperature check. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I've been tested four times in the last, like, Serious, serious hand sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. You know how bad I walk around with hand sanitizer? You walk sanit- around with, with In my <laughs> I have a friend. I do. I have a it's, friend who was already like that. Like, he yeah. always had a. So is, I am like that. <laughs> he was like that before all this. I'm uh, like, yeah, the rest of the world's coming around yeah. to you now, yeah. Mike. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm not so dumb <laughs> yeah, on now the now you're, the, you're yeah. the smart guy now. Yeah. Um, well, I sanitized these headsets right. on Friday. And, oh, well, thank you for that. And you're, um. And you will only be the person wearing that headset you for the rest of the year. You just got my initials on it? Yep. These are my personal headsets? Yep. You yep. want me to take them to my office with me? Um, nope. Okay. You and, gotta take care of that? Yeah. And then, um, but, yes. So, th- that that's a big concern. But what, what part of the team are you concerned about? Um, I liked your answer on offensive line in terms of depth. I do like our starters. And so, it's the same story for me at outside linebacker. I, this, uh, I think I've said this five times. This is not a complaint. But we did lose Carl Nassib. Mm-hmm. If you only lost Carl Nassib from all those free agents you had, it's an awesome offseason. Yes. You kept Shaq. You kept yep. JPP. Yep. You got Indomit and Sue back. Um, you, actually, there's a bunch of other guys, like just guys like Andrew Adams and Kevin Minter, and you got all those guys back, which is mm-hmm. great. 
but there isn't really any experience depth at all behind Shaq and JPP. Shaq and JPP were the leading duo in the NFL in sacks last year, mm-hmm. and even if that doesn't happen again, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in those two guys, and they also both like to play a lot of snaps. So even though you do a rotation at edge rusher, those guys lead up at the majority of the snaps, especially JPP. Doesn't ever want to come off. Yeah, Carl was sneaky good. <clears throat> well, Carl was a great guy to have as the third guy in your rotation or starting if one of those guys were, was down. I will say that of all the NFL players that I've met, he's an unusual guy. He's a very unusual guy. And I and listen, I know a lot of unusual football players, <laughs> but he was also to me is very funny. Yeah, he had an interesting. He sense had an interesting sense of humor. Although you could be in the crosshairs. If you were in the crosshairs, it wasn't nice. But it wasn't necessarily fun. We were on the bus with him in London, and the stuff he was saying about London, and or rather, I bet that about, was funny as hell. It was hysterical because <laughs> just his take on being in another country was very, very funny. But anyways, yes, yeah, I, I, you know, with all the excitement of all the moves. That was well. That, that 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 is a loss. And I have heard GMs say before, he's like, when somebody complains about something like that, mm-hmm. and they go, you know, you can't fix every single roster problem no, in no. one offseason. And, no. and I do think the lack of depth is a potential problem at outside linebacker. But you can't fix everything, and they did so much. But it worries me. It worries me. Somebody like it would be great. Now the 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 best possible solution here is that Anthony Nelson, fourth round draft pick from Iowa last year that the team was really high on. They him. are very high they on They thought him. they got a steal with him mm-hmm. in the fourth round. Uh, but he didn't get to do much. He had hamstring problems as a rookie. Never really got into the flow. Missed right. a bunch of games. But they said they liked what he did when he played. He didn't have any sacks or anything. So the the best case scenario is he emerges as your new Carl Nassib. And I hope that happens. Yeah. But you I, can't be guaranteed that it'll happen. No, but Carl wasn't Carl until he emerged. Well, yeah, so. but he'd had a few. He'd had, yeah. like, over a couple of years, and he had about six sacks in Cleveland. Right, um, but they, he got traded, so there was a reason for that. He so. got cut, or so rather, that's right, yeah. he got cut. It was a surprise cut. Right. Um, okay, so that's it then. Okay, so yeah. so um, all in all, good off season. Well, everything's on paper. All in all, good off season with the yeah. exception of COVID. Yeah, well, COVID, you know, that's that's unspoken. That's, that's just that just sucks. Just there's there's no there's no upside. Wear your mask. It's always good to wear your Social mask. Social distance, stay yeah. home as much as possible. Yep, all of those things. Um, yeah, take care of yourself. Yep. Um, okay, we have questions, believe well, it or not. I'm excited. Most of them, uh, you will recognize the name. Our, uh, <laughs> our, I think our top fan, he's from Brazil. Sao I Paulo, love Brazil. him. Alexander Nascimento. He actually yeah. peppered the inbox with multiple questions. I hope questions. he's all right. I hope he's doing well because Brazil is, yeah, is well, struggling as much say, as we are. He didn't say, but he didn't have anything. He did. He sounded upbeat and all. His, Good. He really wanted us to do one of these. Okay. Well, and I, I got another question from another guy that I don't think we've heard from before. I had a bunch of questions from Alexander. I'm not going to do all of them, but I figured yep. I'll throw two of them in here. Okay. Okay. There's the first one. And and I and also these came at various times during the offseason. I think okay. this one was around maybe May. All right. Ahoy, salty ones. <laughs> I really hope you guys are safe. I've just read that the NFL team's employees may return to the facilities by next Tuesday, which didn't happen. And it got me wondering if that would mean the return of the best podcast ever. Well, Aww. you know you're going to get your Dang, question right. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I think my favorite podcast is something called The Dollop. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it's check it out if you're interested. It's in good. It's, it's hilarious, and you also learn a lot about history. Oh, I love that. And, in fact, I was going to get to go see it live, a recording of it live here in Tampa in May, but it got postponed until uh-huh. December because of, you know, and I'm hoping it still happens in December. I know you guys probably don't have much to catch up since this offseason has been so trivial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that word. Uh, and here's where I come in. <laughs> we saw some players change their numbers, and for very different reasons. That's true, like um, Sean Murphy Bunting. Mm-hmm. I think Carlton Davis changed his number. Uh, I think Jordan Whitehead changed his number. It's hard. It was hard to follow. Uh, and I would like to know if there's a rule for this. I mean, a player can change his number every year if he wants to. A player have to fill out a form in advance to make that change. Who was the player who used the most jersey numbers during Bucks history? Since you did, thanks for reading. Alexander Nascimento from Sao Paulo, Brazil. He does listen. There's no question. Um, okay, so... Uh, I don't think that there are any NFL rules. Players can change numbers. It basically is just, is the team cool with it? You know, they're going to have to ask the team. Do, okay, now this is going to sound kind of crazy. 
if a player changes his number, is he responsible for all the jerseys that are out there? No. Okay. Um, I you you're responsible for probably making some people mad for the new you know for the new inventory yeah. the inventory that just got ordered. Yeah, I think I've heard of players like replacing jerseys, but I don't think they're responsible. Well, maybe for yeah, I heard that before, but maybe now of the, the technology that they stitch the name on the back, so it's not. Yeah, and yeah. I don't mean to be rude to any of our players, but there probably weren't a billion Sean Murphy bunting jerseys already. Right. I was just curious. If you do it after your first year, the impact is probably yeah. smaller. Um, like if you know, Tom if Rondé Br- changes number thirteen yeah. seasons in, yeah. that, would, that would probably make okay. some people angry. There you go. And All Tom right. Brady is unfortunately Tom Brady came to a team that already had a very very good player at number twelve mm. in Chris Godwin, uh, but he's Tom Brady, so Chris Godwin volunteered I, right at the know, beginning. You know, I will say this: I have uh, I always liked Chris, but I like him even more how he handled that whole thing. Yeah. Because he didn't ask for 12 anything. is, is a very valuable number to him. I mean, it's, there's a lot to it with sure. his fiance. And I think it's, a, I think it's his part it's, of his Twitter. Handle. It's part of his Twitter handle. It's part of what he does. Uh, I, I thought the way he handled that was, you, know, you talk about setting an example yeah. and I, and I liked how he said it, you know, Hey, I'm not happy about this. However, I respect the goat. And and I, to me, he didn't make him ask. He didn't make him no, force the issue. No, um, but Tom Brady needs to be continue being number twelve mm-hmm. for the reasons we were just talking. Sure. About. So there's a couple reasons why guys generally change their number. Um, one of them is uh, they leave the team and then they come back, like Chidi Ahanatu mm-hmm. as an example. And the number they used to wear isn't available, and it's not a big enough deal. Dave Moore. Dave Moore for one year. Yeah, one he was year. eighty. Three. 83 all the time. And Came then, back and he had to be 86 right away because yeah. someone. Um, it wasn't Vincent Jackson. It was before that. Um, Joe Jurevicious. That could be right. Well, Joe didn't last a whole long time after. Because Dave was only gone two years. He was gone 02 and 03. Came, came back, back in 04. 04. Okay. And then played through 06? Yeah. Um, even longer than that. But in any case, he had to come back at the beginning. And maybe it was Joe Jurevicious. Mm-hmm. And we're at 86. And then he got to go back to 83. Yep. Dave Moore, last game, NFL game he played was a Pro Bowl. Yes, it was. Uh, By the way, now that we're talking about Dave Moore and Vincent Jackson, I don't know if – I think you saw – you know, we were looking for content during the offseason when nothing was going Mm -hmm. on, and I wrote a series of articles – who was the who owns each number? Oh yeah, I enjoyed that from one that to ninety nine. Yeah, most of them were easy. Yeah, I, I had to write a mea culpa after I got I got number seven wrong. I did I, like I screwed that one. I up. did like how you did eighty three. I did like how you gave props there. to Dave. I'm getting there. Yeah. So seven, I messed up. I originally gave it to Jeff Garcia over Martin. Um, yeah, I was surprised by and that. And it was just I was like. Jeff was – I think Jeff is undervalued. I don't yeah. think people realize how well he played while yep. he was here. And right. he's a quarterback, and right. that's more important than a kicker. But, Martin, man, and then I the read the, Yeah, I read the comments I think on Facebook, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I totally got that wrong. Yeah. So I had to re- redo that and go, yeah, Martin Gramatic is number seven. I yeah. But that's the only one I think I messed up. 83 was the single hardest one for me to choose. I thought the way you explained it was really do, good. Do you go with Vincent Jackson or do you go with Dave Moore? Vincent Jackson well, has him by the numbers. That's yeah. clear. And he was a fantastic player for us. Both both were really super, super guys. It's hard for me to Dave ask. Dave Moore was here longer. I know. It, it's hard. It's hard. He's an you, icon for the he, team. Yeah, you can't really ask yeah, me no. because Dave and I are close friends. Well, when so. I... When I said I was telling my wife I'm having trouble with 83, I didn't even tell her. I mm-hmm. said I'm really having trouble with 83. She's like, "Oh, it's Dave Moore." Oh, right Giselle. off the bat. Right off the bat, didn't oh, even have to think about really? it. Really? So that's wow. why I'm like, if I wrote it again, I can't guarantee I wouldn't go with wow. Dave the next time. Well, yeah, I mean, Vincent Jackson was was really good here. He's like um, the third, got, fourth leading receiver in team yeah, history. We had, we had lean years though with him, so it doesn't, you know. Well, but, Dave but missed he, the Super Bowl. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, Dave was a great player, and he scored a lot of touchdowns. Yep, he made that incredible one-handed catch in the comeback against mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, Chicago in the very first game at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, he played through a collapsed lung. Team player. Yeah, no, he's I a, mean, he's that's a, what I'm saying. If I was doing yeah. it again today, I might pick Dave Moore. I can't guarantee I'd still go. But that G- was the single hardest. Tell answer. Giselle, I said. Damn. Tell Dave, she said that. Yeah, I am. When that's, I see Dave, I'm going to tell her. Really, that's solid. Yeah. Giselle, by the way, is is um, yes, that's Tom Brady's that Tom, wife. <laughs> that's something that Tom Brady and I have in common. <laughs> right. That's yes. your that's your bonding. <laughs> yes, thing, that's right? what I'm going to that's what I'm going to lead with when I finally get to meet him sometime in 2021. Uh, 
Okay, so um, one reason that players have different numbers throughout their buck careers, they leave and come Mm -hmm. back. Another one is somebody else leaves. So when, say, say Sean Murphy Bunting got here last year, he really would have preferred to have number, what did he switch to? I can't even remember now. He switched numbers. He was 26 last year. Did he go to 23? Maybe, right? Um, so in any and case, it had to do with he he explained it. Um, yeah, it was something. He has something to do number with number of his siblings. Or? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it it had this. He did explain it. He did. Um, there is an interview uh, on uh, the Bucks app or Bucks dot com. If you look uh, videos, he does talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it has something to do with the number of siblings. I think it is 23, because I remember thinking it was Michael Jordan's number. I'm, I'm about there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. Um, our, our app has a slightly different look now. You can get to, yes. the, you can get to the roster really easily. Yeah, you get to a lot of stuff. Yeah, by the like way, this. the new, the new uh, if you haven't gone to it, yeah, and you know what else I like about the app? You can do an edit, and you can put your five favorite things. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's like, cool. Like my five favorite things are news, photos, Videos, my tickets, hopefully, <laughs> podcast. Those are my five favorite. Now, if I but, think Alexander's list would start with the podcast. Yeah, but if you hit, um, it is twenty three. He switched. Okay, to so if you hit um, edit, you have roster. How may I help? Members, shop. These are the statistics. Things you can, you can say standings, your favorites, highlights. Yes. Oh, I see you what can, you mean. Yeah, so the things up along the top. Yes. That is cool. That's what that, I was remarking on. That looks different than the last time I yes. was on the app. That is really neat. Yeah. So you can customize to what you need in an instant. So this, this sounds like our boss said, hey, at some point, talk about the, the new look of the app. But it wasn't. This is a listen, legitimate response to what First of all, Christy's rolling right now that I'm talking about an app. Okay. <laughs> She's like going, really? Are you kidding me? This is great. Um, I like this a lot. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's very I see very, what you mean. You can change it. I can change yep. it. Okay. So... Um, I would rather, I don't need to look at the photos. I do that on the website every day. So I'll change right. that to podcast. That's very cool. Yeah. And see, like if you're, if you're going to the game, when you do go to the game, you know, you, you set it. So it's my ticket. So you can manage your yeah, ticket. Yeah, yeah. It's all very, That's very. That's mostly what I used yeah. it for last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, so, very cool. Hey, if you don't already have the Bucks app, get it. Yes. It was already good, but and, it's even better. And now. if you haven't updated it, update it. Well, if you're I think on it. it does it automatically. Well, you have to go on it. I didn't do this. No. It just, it just happened. Oh, it just showed it. Well, that's because you hit it and just showed it. So, so uh, we're not even done with this question because no. part of the end of it was, okay, so the second reason that p- players change numbers is because somebody else leaves. And so they, who was 23 last year? Uh, there was a safety, maybe Darius yeah. Stewart or somebody. Yeah, you're, you, you, that's the hardest thing for Somebody me. already had 23 last year, so when he was choosing numbers, he didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. Then it opens up, and he's like, hey, can I have that number? And usually the team says yes. Okay. Who has worn the most? Do you know any? There's four. Wait, I think one, two. There's four guys that have worn three different jersey numbers in games, actually in games, regular season games. I doubt you'll be able to guess any of them, but maybe one. I, I could think of one. Before I looked it up, I knew one off the top of my head, and that was George Yarno. Remember George Yarno? Yeah. He wore three. He had two different stints split up by XFL stint. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, USFL stint um, in the 70s and 80s. Kind of a spot starter before and came back and was more of a starter. At various times, he wore 68, 69, and 66. Probably most famous for the fact that he kicked an extra point in one game when our kicker was hurt. Mm-hmm. Or he was just terrible. We had a really terrible kicker, one by Dave Warnke or something like that. Um, Billy Capice. Capice is kaput. <laughs> that was John. That was John what, McKay's what favorite was, line. Yes. What's your favorite John McKay line? Is that it? Um, how do you feel about the execution of your team? I'm all for I'm it. All for it. I also liked. Um, they, they had a kicker. Yeah, this that, is the one I was going to say. That, that John, he, it makes him nervous when he's watching. I'm like, well, I hate to tell him, but I plan on coming to all the games. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Okay, so um, he wore three uh, running back also in the 80s and who has been with the Packers named Turdell Middleton, okay. which is a brilliant name. He wore 45, 43, and 44. Cheedy, I mentioned him. And when he was a rookie, they gave him 90. And then the next year, 72 opened up, and he switched to 72. And then he played here through for, like, 
seven years, and then he left, played elsewhere, and then he came back in like '04, I think, and then he wore 95 then. Mm -hmm. And then a safety, if you remember the safety named David Gibson? Yes. Started out in 46, switched to 22, got traded to the Colts, and when he came back, we had Thomas Jones wearing number 22, but Dexter Jackson had just left, so David Gibson chose number mm -hmm. 34. So it's all, it all has to do with people coming and going and guys taking the advantage. But, no, I don't think there's any NFL rule about it. I think teams would prefer that a player pick a number and stick with it. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that so way. So do fans. Right. All right. Um, here's an, I'm going to do one more question from Alexander because he was nice enough right. to keep peppering me with sure. questions. Salty Ones, how are you guys doing? Still saying, hope you guys are good. Uh, I think this is later, closer to camp. Since we are watching the weirdest offseason of them all, do you guys think that the rookies would be able to avoid the rookie wall or that this would be a less likely thing happening this season? I thought that was a good question. It's a very is good it, question. Are you more likely to hit the rookie wall without the preparation or less likely because your legs are fresher because you didn't have the whole offseason and the whole training camp and you're basically – it's more like their college season, to be honest with you. I think I – think, um, I think they're more likely. I just think they won't be – it's hard – they're less acclimated to the NFL. Yeah. And – They're more likely to – yeah. I think I think uh, it could be – I think rookies are going to have a tough time this year overall. That's what I think. I think what's going to happen is the rookie – the rookie that does his film work is going to be the successful one as always because yeah. your physicality gets you in the league, your mentality keeps you in the yeah, league. That's a good one. You've been practicing that one? Mm -hmm. I have. I think that's a good point to make about our second-year DBs and third-year DBs like Sean Murphy Bunting. They watched a lot of film over the offseason because their goal, which Todd Bowles gave them, they obviously came around last year, gelled, got really good at knowing what to do in the defense, but he wants them to be better at recognizing what the offense is trying to mm -hmm. do to you mm -hmm. so that you can react more quickly. And so I, they were watching a lot of film trying to get there. And I think, you know, this virtual learning I think that just because everybody works their phones and everybody I, – I, I see it as a plus to all the rookies coming in because they're used to doing stuff off of iPads and things of that nature. So other than the one-on-one -on -one that you have, which is always – you can't replace, I, I think that they, they're getting the game plans. They're doing everything they need to do. So it's, yeah. it's incumbent on them. And then some rookies will do well with that and some mm -hmm. won't. Right. All right, our next question is from a different person. Thank you, Alexander. Appreciate all the questions. Keep them coming. All the well wishes as well. This is a, a person named Darren Turner. Salty Dogs. I think he came in around June. Are you guys lost at sea or something? <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good line. <laughs> when are we going to get – we would be lost at sea if I, was, if I was the one who had to drive. Do you drive a boat? Yeah. Is that you what can, you say? Yeah. I've never driven a boat. No. I, you probably I have. have yeah. yeah. So you'd have to take the wheel. Yeah, when yeah, I, but my math is horrible, so you'd have to be—you'd be the navigator. You'd have to be the you navigator. You have to use math to navigate a boat. Well, yeah, because it's degrees and things of that nature. Okay. Because once you're out, once you can't see land, you don't know. I would just navigate well, by you, the stars. You, well, that's how you navigate. What a brilliant <laughs> man! Like I can tell time by looking at the sun when we're on a boat. I can look at it. And I'm really pretty accurate with it. It's pretty funny. You know, I've said before that my superpower is that I don't get bit by mosquitoes. Yeah, which is true. Did you? Same thing for Casey Phillips, by the way. No, mosquitoes never bite me. But I think I've discovered another superpower. Okay. I can wake up at virtually any time in the night or early morning, and before I look at the clock, I have a really good feel for it. I'll be like, I think it's about 6.15, and I'll look, and it'll be like 6.25. Yeah, yeah. You got that one, too? Yeah, that, and I never set an alarm clock. Oh, you don't? No. Remember Paul Sickman, mm -hmm. uh, former marketing guy? He was the same way. We used to have a room together early on, and yep. he would say the same thing. He's like, what time do you want to get up? Seven. Okay. And he was like, I don't need to set an alarm clock. No. Bro. You do that? Yes. Interesting. And it doesn't matter if I come in at 3 in the morning or noon. No kidding. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So if what you, time. you, for some reason, the game we had a late game, you don't get to bed till 3, and you have to get up at 8. I'm up. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Probably before 8. Yeah, usually it is. But, yeah, I, I don't know why. I've always been that way. It's, I, I like it's, that. I tell myself, uh, okay, you got to get up like today. I mean, yeah, we had to get I, I wanted, I wanted to be here. I wanted to be here by a little after 7. And Yeah, you uh, have to be to go through all the protocol to mm -hmm. get in in time for the start of the workout. So I was up at 6 and made a bunch of noise and uh, <laughs> made coffee. <laughs> Woke Linda up. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, so his question is, anyway, if you do decide to record one soon, which we're doing now, I've got a question for you. Do you guys think this is going to be the craziest season ever for player movement? I know the practice squad is expanding, 
don't remember the exact number. I talked about that, but it's a lot. There's yeah. a COVID list, which is true. Yep. Are there different rules for coming on and off IR? I think yep. I heard that. Yep. Could this be a season where the Bucks use more players than they ever have before just to make it through? Thanks. Hope you guys are doing well, Darren. Hopefully, no, but I think yes Probably. for all teams. It yes. would be a, it's it going to be, be a right lot of movement. Guess. Yeah, the, the, yeah. There, you're, we're going to see things that we have not seen before. Well, even before any of this COVID stuff happened, they'd already made a couple rule changes that would have led to that anyway. Um, they didn't expand the rosters from 53 to 55 like some people think, but you can expand it to 55 and keep 48 players active on game day by bringing two guys up temporarily from the practice squad, and they don't have to go through. You don't have to sign them, mm-hmm. and then if you want to put them on the practice squad, you don't have to cut them and re-sign them. They just basically come up, uh, play the game, and then go directly back to the practice squad, and you, can, you can't do that in consecutive weeks with any guy, and you can only do that twice in a season with a guy. Mm. Otherwise, you have to do it the normal way, promote them and either keep them there or cut them and try to sign them back. So there was already going to be some more movement in that regard. And you can go to 48 instead of 46 active players, if but you have to keep eight offensive linemen. Most teams usually only keep seven. But I don't know why that's a negative. No. You get an extra offensive lineman and one more player. So I would expect that to happen. I think I think the movement of your personnel is going to become more and more and uh, more crucial. And also uh, the mentality of next man up, I think we're really going to see how – major that is for all teams and there's going to be some element of luck in this season you know the teams that get the most or least or most or least important players out mm-hmm. for weeks I, at a time i mean if you look at baseball right now they they're they're suspending some games and then they're doing my double cardinals header. aren't playing cardinals are in trouble my cardinals yeah. aren't playing they're not gonna play they didn't even go to detroit mm. so so you have that aspect i i think I think the NFL has a really good shot at completing the season, and my feeling for that is when you travel, you're usually only gone for about 30 hours. And a lot of it is you get on a bus, you get on a plane, you get off the bus, you're in the hotel. Now, then you usually go out and have dinner. But they won't this year. But they won't do that this year. So um, you're – you're in a semi, yeah. You're in a semi bubble. Yeah, kind of. But the key is going to be what everybody does during the yeah. week in their outside life. For sure, that's going to be the key. Yep. So, so yeah. As for the new, um, oh, you know what I found out also about the practice squad, and I did not know this till I was just making sure I had all the right information a couple of days ago. You can protect four guys. You know how. A team can sign a player off of your practice squad if they're signing mm-hmm. him to their active. Yeah, roster, they got to put him on the active, which roster. is fair. That's that's why a player and he's got to stay up for a number weeks. of weeks. Yeah. yeah, if you do it that way, um, you can protect this season. You can protect four guys from being signed away every week. Really, even which, if someone's going to put them on their roster. Yes, and I find that surprising. That well, doesn't you, seem fair. No, it's not because it changes your money. You get practice practice squad. The great money thing of the practice or, squad. You know, you didn't mind signing to a practice squad because you knew it did not preclude you from getting a job somewhere else that's better. Right. And if... Are you sure that's how it is? I just read it yesterday. I was surprised. Because because if I wanted to take you off the practice squad and put you on my roster, you're now getting... You're getting More money. Well, you're getting at least minimum... You do wonder Minimum if, salary, which is, you know, four or six, I do wonder if... Now. Maybe if you... This article didn't say this, but maybe if you're one of those protected guys, your salary gets bumped up to the minimum... For okay, maybe so. As long as they replace the salary, well, you would have gotten th- there. Yes, there are teams, that, and I think we have too. We've paid guys like they were on roster, even though they were yeah. on the practice squad, right? So that because you say yeah. to them, Listen, that team wants you right now. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to be promoting you right. at, in, at some point, maybe in here's, a couple weeks. Here's your money now. Yeah. You can stay, stay with here, us. stay in the system. Yep. You know, you, get you don't have money. to move, you don't have to do anything. Yep, yep, that so, makes sense. Um, one last thing on this, he's right about the IR. Um, the already the news before COVID, the, they had already changed it. You know how you can bring two guys back from IR? Yep. No, now it's three. Okay. Okay. And But then, because of COVID, this year only, it's unlimited. You can bring everybody back from injury reserve. Can you bring them back immediately? No, they have to be on injury reserve for at least three weeks. Okay. And then once you come off, you have a three-week window where they're exempt 
You know, yeah. like normal, like coming off yeah. a pup list. Remember when teams used to use the injury list of stockpiling guys? The Washington football team was famous for, infamous for that. Yeah. And that was what led to the rule of injury reserve being ending your season. That's I loved, why. I loved how you said the Washington football team. That's what they're called. Because it was always the New York Giants football team <laughs> because they had the New York Giants but the baseball Giant. team. All right. That's why they were called the New York Giants football, football team. team. Yes. Um, yes. Different reasons here mm-hmm. for the Washington thing. Yes. Which I think was a long time coming. Awesome long move. Overdue, so yep, glad it love happened. It. Um, anyway, you can you can be, you can bring guys back from IR this year, which they're obviously doing so that teams have better roster oh, fluidity yeah. to deal with this situation. You have to. Um, so yes, with that and with guys going on and off COVID, potentially we have three guys on the COVID list right now. Um, hopefully they'll be back. Uh, they're all running backs. So hopefully they'll be back soon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they, I know like. I wouldn't be talking about it if he hadn't already talked about it in a Zoom call with the media yesterday. Like Cam Brate says he contracted it, has already been through it, said his only symptom was a loss of taste for a couple of days, yep. which is nice. Um, so it's not like guys aren't going to come back from it. They are. Um, so there's going to be a lot of movement. I think this this guy is absolutely right. I, I meant to look up. I don't know how I was going to do it. The most players we've ever had play in a season. Um, it's probably upwards of like, 70 or 80, I would think. 70 or 80 different guys. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. We've had a season that's been plagued by injuries or a bad season where we're just shuffling guys through the roster. Yeah. I'm going to look that up if I can figure out how, but I didn't do it before this podcast. But I think we've gone long enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you got another question? Or was nope, it, that's that it. That was your last one? Yeah, I only did three. Yeah, I was, as you were talking about all the movement, I was just thinking that, I mean, that's just, just it's going to be, that's just how it's going to be. And how do you how do you take a guy? I mean, if you wave a guy, you talk about protocol now. If you go to another team, how long? You know, That's, you can't just you can't just go to a team and be ready to go play. You got to go through all. I think it was one of the PR guys who was pointing that out to me, or maybe both of us yesterday. That, or maybe it was you. Uh, that it's more of a long term. If mm. there were times when you bring a guy in for a tryout on Friday. Because you were thin at a position, mm-hmm. sign him on Saturday and play him on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. This time it's probably going to take most of a week. If you want a guy, you're going to have to you have to bring him in, have him go through the 72 hour two test protocol, mm-hmm. have the results come back, get a physical. I mean, it's going to it's going to take. It's not easy. It's not going to be a quick turnaround it, this year. But it's like everybody's on the same playing field, and hopefully, we just keep rolling. So all right. This was good. This yeah. Was, uh, uh, yeah. We might, we might have rambled on a little bit. Yeah. That's all right. You can I, I enjoyed, skip ahead. I enjoyed seeing you way, way down there at the yep. other end of yep. the table. We You're did like, social distance. We did all the things we're supposed to do. Um, okay. So are we are we in a weekly thing now? I think we're going to try to do this weekly, and all we're right. going to try to start next week with a guest all right, a Tuesdays. segment. Okay. Um, because those have always been very good parts of this show. If you remember the very last guest we had last year, I think, was, was it Cody McElroy? Yeah. And he told us that great story about his whole college (laughs) three-sport career. Well, there's a lot of guys. The hard part is is, um, getting them on a Zoom call. That's what we'll have to do because that's how it's all done. And it's tough because of the way their schedule is. That's gonna. You might have to bear with us a little bit. But But our goal is to start with the player segments next week. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. Since you did. Thanks for listening.